TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic show here on a midweek Wednesday. Beautiful, beautiful day here in the fine city of Chicago. We got the uh, college basketball about ready to start up Thursday. will be the uh, March Madness back in action. It's the big dog and the coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock Central Time. We do it each and every Monday through Friday. Sitting in for David Olson, Randy Myers, temporarily our producer, apparently uh, Joe Radwanski, my good partner, uh, David Olson at the dentist's office getting drilled as we speak, but apparently, like yeah, the truth. That's tr- not a bad thing for a middle-aged guy sometimes. Well, it can happen. There, there, yeah. there could be worse things, no question about it, but apparently a dedication to the job. He will be back in before the end of the show. Let's just hope the Novocaine wears off. Uh, what do you think is going to be worse for him? I mean, seriously, how many people try to leave a dentist's office, you know, to get back to work quickly? Seriously, <laughs> you know, that, that tells you how bad the dentist is. Like I said, dedication to the job. True professionalism. <laughs> That's what we have here at thetalkzone.com. Big dog, how are you? Everything uh, good in your life? Hopefully uh, you're behaving yourself. I did read today's newspapers. You were not in the crime report, so I'm assuming all's good. Well, uh, I was not in the crime report, and then, but, the, you know, the, I think I might end up in it this morning. I'm so frustrated, Coach. Uh, you know, I, I've had this uh, a job search going on, and I found one yesterday. Everything is good. Every, I mean, it's phenomenal. I'm going to make all kinds of money. I'm in total control over what's going on. And then they find out, oh, you don't have a driver's license. Even though I don't have to drive a vehicle, they said, you know what? We're not going to hire you. They're like, in this job market, we can find somebody with a driver's license. Wow. And, the Coach, I was going to be able to set my own hours. I, I've been in total control. So I wouldn't have to sell anything. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, this is no joke. It would have involved me dressing up as this year, man, and I would have got paid for it. <laughs> I was going to dress up in some clown suit. And they say, I can't do it for the 200 bucks a day because I don't have a driver's license. So wow. that's how rough it is in the job market. I can't even get a job as a clown because of a driver's license. I believe right that is what they call, that is like the, the classic example of the Catch-22. You don't have a car because you haven't been employed for a while and finances are tough. You finally get a potential financial solidification and they don't hire you because you don't have the car. What came first, the chicken or the egg? It's a catch-22. And i got to tell you something. I really wouldn't wish you used that analogy because that is one of the finest books ever written, Catch-22. Joseph well, Heller, right? And I, I don't want to correlate that book with this particular situation because there's a very bad taste in my mouth right now, Coach. And Was by that? the way, the okay. employer... Rhyme with Chicago love. Okay, so all I have to say is I am off the bandwagon, Coach. 38 years of those of that particular team in this city who rhymes with Chicago loves. I won't say specifically who it is, but they're the one. Okay, I, I'm so disgusted right now, Coach. I can't even explain. Last night Wait. I was dancing in the streets, and then this morning I wake up and I get a I get an email from a very very nice gentleman, and I. He was extremely mm-hmm. upset about it, to be quite honest with you. That's so, not good. That is I mean, not good. The, the guy's been looking for for me for like a, a month, and all of a sudden he finds me. He's all excited about it, and then he calls me, and he, he sends me an email this morning, and mm-hmm. I don't know who's more upset about it, him or me. Seriously. I, <laughs> Coach, you, I'm know, a little, you said it was one of our Chicago sports teams that was going to employ you? I got Believe a little it or not, they, the, this particular team owns this particular offshoot, and I was going to work for this offshoot. 
And okay. The, and the, the Chicago Loves, I'll, I'll, I'm trying to rhyme the name of the team. Okay. I won't say who specifically it is. Will not employ anybody anymore that has doesn't have a driver's license. Interesting. So, you know, I, I have to admit. So if you're out there listening to TomStone.com, I'm I'm employable. The only problem is I don't have a driver's license. So I, coach, I, right now is one of the most frustrating times. I'm hate, I hate to spill it out, you know, on the airwaves, you know, but. It, this is us. If people are listening to the show, this is this is you and me doing the show. And, and you've mm-hmm. done a lot to help me out through you know the last eight years, mm-hmm. making sure we do the radio show every day, uh, being more than just a friend. And I, and I got to tell you something. I wish there were more people like you on this planet instead of mm-hmm. whoever was the talking head above the guy that hired me and then emailed me this morning and basically was like, I'm really sorry. Well, I so, appreciate that, Big Dog. Anybody uh, can help out. You got some employment opportunities uh, for a. Find sports talk host entrepreneur, if you will, Joe Edwanski. Email us at Mike Two Guys at AOL dot com. We'll put you in the right direction. M I C in the number two. Mike Two Guys at AOL dot com. Uh, we know you're a budding potential acting career, but even that doesn't pay a whole lot of money well, no, right well, now. So well, it, it isn't now, but it, it, it's so funny. It's like I, I don't know what to tell all these guys. Like I actually got a number figure quoted to me yesterday in a date when I was going to get it. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I ain't going to pay my mortgage this month. You know what I mean? It's, I, it, it's unbelievable. I have this. I have a. I see the sun out there. The rays just aren't getting to me yet. So, <laughs> and I just got to stick in, coach. You know what I mean? I just have to weather uh, the storm, I guess. So. It's an interesting analogy. And uh, in case the sun does shine through, make sure you wear a little sunscreen, by the way. Cause... Well, I'm a pasty face white boy. Of course, that's going to happen, coach. I don't want to melt. No. 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 Not at all. All right. Well, I'm we sorry feel. for like, dispersing my troubles out there, but no, normally no. I'm chipper, I'm happy, I'm upbeat. I'm still trying to remain that way, Coach. But. It's all part of the show. Our listeners oh. need to get to know the uh, talk show host, and uh, you know we're getting to know you a little bit better each and every day here, Big Dog Struggling Guy. And it's one of the great things. We've talked about this before. Sports, it's one of the great things that sports can do. It can serve as a alternative source of entertainment. It can serve as a, what's the word I'm looking for here, a... Um, you know, when, when we have life's struggles and tough times in life, sports can be a little bit of a uh, offshoot to that, a little bit of release, oh, if you a, will. A distraction. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, something to get your mind off yeah. of what's up. There's well, the- I hate to tell you, every time I see a Chicago love game this year, 162 of them, if somebody's getting the point who I'm talking about, <laughs> I, I'm going to be disgusted. I'm going to be sick to my stomach. So. And this is a team, the Chicago loves, that you have uh, supported and, and been passionate for for so many years. Uh, I still remember. Uh, the July 1977 game when I wasn't even five years old yet, mm-hmm. when my papa brought me to the Chicago Club game, coach. One of the best memories I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I think about it now and I'm disgusted. Seriously. So uh, what, what can you do? I just got to figure out another way to try to make it in these scope. Mm-hmm. All right. 888-463-6748. The phone number again, 888-463-6748. You want to try to help? Uh, Help get Joel a job, or God forbid you actually want to talk some sports. We'll take either of those phone calls. We're also going to get off the sports page today, a little sports guys. Well, we've done sports guys talk politics before, Big Dog, but today it's sports guys talk health care, if we can venture into that area. And you're a man who is uh, unemployed of late and has been for a while. The health care situation was uh, written into action yesterday. Barack Obama putting his John Hancock on, one of the more major bills that have passed in recent years. Your thoughts as a... Uh, Non, I'm assuming right now you do not have health care. Is that correct? Uh, I do not, Coach. And to be quite honest with you, I, I, so think about this. I'm the one that's supposedly being helped by this. Okay, so remember that as I say this. I think this is one of the worst things that has ever happened to the United States of America. Really? 
And don't forget, and, and I, people are arguing about this, blah, blah, blah. I don't care what they think is right or it's wrong. The simple fact is the United States government has decided to tell us what to do with our lives and with our money. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people might say, oh, it's only $300 a month. No, we are being told what to do. It's just another form of taxation. Healthcare will not improve. Yes, there are some laws that, mm-hmm. that are definitely beneficial. Like if you have insurance, if you have insurance and just say your baby gets sick, you, the baby shouldn't get dropped. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I don't know how that has ever been allowed. Well, I'm glad that stuff has changed. But there's two different perspectives to it. You you can say you're well, you know the, the American government is signing into legislation. We're being told what to do. I look at it. Uh, maybe it's the same thing. It's just a, the perception upon which you look at it. I look at it like uh, the the American government is stepping in as it was meant to do when the Constitution was written and helping those that were powerless and that didn't have a voice and that couldn't change things. You know, people that were uninsured. You, you know, a very silent. Not even a minority out there, a silent majority that uh, had no other voice, Big Dog, and the government is helping them now to get that voice and to help their cause. So I look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, I I just don't like it doing at the point of a gun. The whole idea that you will be a criminal in six years if you're not paying into the governmental health insurance plan. Who's Mm -hmm. who's getting that money? Who's, Who's getting all the kickbacks on that? It's just another way to fleece the Americans. Wait, what are, you, what are you? All of a sudden, you watching Bill O'Reilly shows and stuff? What are you talking no, no, about? No, no, You're going to be a criminal in six why years. Why is everybody saying that to me? I, I, I have my own opinion. I don't need Bill O'Reilly or Glenn Beck or Anderson Cooper to tell me what I think. I know exactly what I think, Coach. It is not right. It is not right for this to be implemented. And the the beautiful thing, no matter what anybody says, thirty six attorney generals across the United States of America of states. 36 of uh, basically filed suit against the federal government yesterday because they do not want to implement it. 16. I, I, I would have to take – normally I don't back lawyers, but this time I'm going to have to raise my mug to them. Thank you very much. Wait, you're talking about 16 of the different states' attorney generals that we're talking about? Yeah, Indiv- exactly. 36 of the 50 attorney generals across America. Yeah, we're being so, told the number was 16, but either way, 16 and or 36. That, I didn't even know the attorney generals had their own association. Well, they, it's not like they do it together. I guess they probably the, they just decided. Yeah, I've never heard of this before. I've never seen that where attorney <laughs> generals all get together and do something. David so, Olson, our producer, is getting all frustrated over there. Longtime news watcher, a man of accuracy. Don't forget, Dave. This segment is called Sports Guys Talk Healthcare. Yeah, what is the exact number of uh, attorney generals that filed? Because I was told thirty-six. It's sixteen. It is sixteen. Okay, it's but sixteen. Still, fifteen out of the sixteen lot, were Republican. Are you sure you're not getting the number of teams left in March Madness confused with the Attorney General? It's quite possible, Coach. Okay. Well, that, that's that's more the bittersweet six or the bitter sixteen compared to the sweet sixteen, Coach. It's, yes. it's completely different. Our Attorney General, who is uh, Lisa Madigan, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. She I believe refused. she got. She, she got, said. She said no way. She got knocked up. I mean, knocked out in the second round. <laughs> Did not make it to the sweet sixteen. I used to have a thing. For Lisa Madigan. I remember that. I, I, I did. But I then, remember. After, actually, you know, if I remember correctly, our, our uh, sometimes co-host here in the show, Brian Bauer, in our uh, our previous radio show, he co-hosted with us. Brian had a major crushola on the uh, somewhat high foreheaded and sexy glasses of uh, one Lisa Madigan. If I remember, yeah. I, I have to admit, I did too. And and then and then I uh, married a prosecutor. All that stuff changed really quick, Coach. You married a prostitute. Prosecutor. Oh, prosecutor. Yes, yes. Wow. Got scared. Yet to delve into a prostitute yet. 
I got scared there for a second. 888-463-6748. We jump off the sports page. We'll get back into a little March Madness talk. But right now it's Sports Guys Talk Healthcare, Big Dog, and the coach. By the way, I don't know if I think I mentioned you before, but a, a friend of my brother's has worked for like 30 years for the state's attorney office, different state's attorneys. And he said, you know, most of them have been pretty good. He said Lisa Madigan, our Illinois state's attorney, by far the best that he has worked for. That's cool. That's cool. You know what? I, I like her. I, I was just joking around about uh, mm-hmm. a second ago. I actually do like her, Coach. It's good to know that uh, you know she's a good girl. She seems like she seems like she cares, and I don't think she's paid off, which is rare for a politician. Mm-hmm. Of course, I could be totally wrong, but mm-hmm. she doesn't seem paid off. So, but she did get her job due to nepotism, basically. David Olson, you're definitely right about that because Michael Madigan. And by the way, I think Michael Madigan may have been Rahm Emanuel's speech coach when they were younger. Seriously. Because <laughs> you talk about a foul mouth, my goodness. Yeah. Listen to Michael Madigan's like listen to a Red Fox record. <laughs> uh, how about, I thought you were talking about Rahm Emanuel. Well, no, yes, yeah, I'm saying. I think Rahm Emanuel was. Uh, yeah, okay, was, yeah. Yeah, he was taught how to speak yeah. by Michael Madigan. Yeah, so. I, you know, as you know, I'm a big Barack Obama supporter, sports guy, talk politics here in the talkzone.com. Among my least favorite decisions that Barack Obama has made in the uh, year plus he's been in office was right off the bat picking Rahm Emanuel as his uh, chief of staff or his main advisor. Not thrilled with that particular move. Uh, the Romster, a little bit too. Um, <sighs> A little bit too much of a mean streak for my particular liking. Yeah, he sent somebody a dead fish once, Coach. Yeah, yeah. That's the type of guy that is our chief of staff of the United States of America hey. sent some dude a dead fish in the mail. Okay? And it's just a little too... I mean, come on, seriously. He should not be representing the United States of American people. Yeah. But... Especially coming from a guy like Barack Obama, who was supposedly was going to change things and bring new, fresh people into it. He was not my idea of somebody new and somebody fresh, but uh, here we have it. But let's go back. This is interesting. We have uh, Joel Redwanski. You are the vintage, theoretically, the vintage situation of somebody who will be helped by health care, and you are amongst the few without health care, and you think it is a bad move. In effect, without building you up too much, you are looking out for the greater good of society yeah. over your own individual benefit. No, no, I, I just want to my own individual beliefs are that every individual should be able to take care of themselves and, and, and try to support themselves and do whatever it takes. So even though... I'm in trouble right now. I am not helpless, Coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't think I deserve and I'm not entitled to have other people support me and my health care. Okay, mm-hmm. I will eventually, and hopefully it's extremely soon, get back on my feet, have health care, and all that stuff is going to be fine. So I, I don't think I'm entitled just because I was born to have other people take care of me. That is, it, it sickens me. And in the fact well, that it's now getting, Coach, if you make a choice to help other people, that is a beautiful thing, and you do it. I'd be honest with you. I maybe I don't do it monetarily, but I try to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The simple fact is, we should not be made. You brought up the Constitution. It's really funny because a lot of Democratic Republican people I know that are upset about this. The first thing they say is, "This is this is unconstitutional," and this is exactly what we shouldn't be doing. So well, it's funny how, like you're saying, it's part of the Constitution. You're supposed to help the. Uh, the people that are powerless, and other people look at the Constitution right. well, and saying this is unconstitutional. People shouldn't be forced to do anything they don't want to. Uh, we, we could talk political science here and constitutional and unconstitutional. I take it a step further, and I look at it as uh, humane or unhumane. That's 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 the way I look at it. And there's people uh, in much tougher situations who did not have some of the benefits that you had, Big Dog, growing up. Uh, it, certainly, there are people that could help themselves and aren't, and 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 you know. 
those people do need to to get out and, and work. There's no excuse for not doing that. But there's a lot of people in situations that are a little bit more helpful. Whatever the situation might be, strictly from one human being to another, from a humanity perspective, people should have basic medical health care. It bothers me when they don't, and I think that's what this passage, among other things, is going to do. So, I again, we're looking at the same thing, but from um, two opposite ends of it, I think. I, I, I'm just when when basically we've instituted a government monopoly on health care, I'm just worried where the money's going to go, is all I'm saying, Coach. I'm extremely worried about where this money goes. Wait, wait, wait. Back up there. Well, the, but okay. The, the problem with that, the, the, the problem it, with David, that. Isn't it, isn't it kind of a monopoly if you're forced to have health insurance? No. No, it's not. No, it's not. And saying it's the government doing it, it's, it's all through private insurance. The government doesn't have a monopoly on anything. Then, then why does everybody have to play the, pay the same? I'm not in an argument here. I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to understand this in, in a rational way. Okay, I'm not trying to argue with you, David. But then, how come everybody has to play the pay the same flat rate? What do you mean everybody has to pay the well, same I, flat rate? I, isn't it like if you have you? I mean, if you have your own health insurance, you have to pay into the. Uh, just assume I decide to buy my own health insurance. I'm paying 150 dollars a month in five years. Okay. Okay. Does that mean I have to also pay into the? Do I have to pay extra into the the government health insurance? Do you, I don't. I don't no. exactly. No, no, you don't. No, no, no. If you if you have your own private insurance, you're really not affected by any of this at all. Okay, so I don't have to pay into this at all. No, 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 no. Where the where the money comes in is if you don't have insurance. Now, for for example. You're, you don't have a job at the moment. You don't have health insurance. You're not going to get a fine because of that because you're exempt from that. Okay. All right. So if and I you, did have a job and the, that particular company, so and now if you get a job, you if you hire somebody, you have to give them health insurance. Is, is this correct, too? Uh, if it's over 50 employees? It's over 50 employees, but, you know, um, the employers are getting, like, major benefits for providing insurance. I mean, okay. the, the, the main emphasis behind this, not only to insure the 30 million uninsured Americans, is to kind of force employers to up the quality of care that they're providing for their employees. Okay. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of companies... Have, so what happens if you're working for a company that is under that 50? I mean, are you? so now you have a job, you have an income. Are you then forced to pay for the health insurance, the the, the $300 or $291 a month? You can get your own, or but you have to have something. Or you can go into the, and maybe the long-term is government-provided, but... Yeah, no, the, the government-sponsored government exchange. Yeah. But you, but you have to have some kind of insurance. You have to have some kind of insurance. As of 2014, okay. that doesn't kick in. What right about away. the extremely poor? The Are, extre- extremely poor, they will get government-subsidized insurance. Okay. So there you go. Sounds good to me. It's the humane way to go. We're helping each other. I understand your concern, Big Dog. I understand your concern with the government. You're worried about it. Uh, number one, forcing us to take action and controlling things. And, and I think it was the way it was. It was passed too, fellas. Why weren't Why weren't these issues talked about to the U.S. people before it was passed? Talked about. It's been talked about over no, and no, over they, again. They, they, they weren't given specifics of what was going on. I think that is why so many people are up in arms. I mean, this no, is, no, 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 no. They were, they were given. They were exactly what's going on with this thing. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't been listening to all the talking heads. So 
I, I'm basically getting this information directly from YouTube, okay? Right, right. The, the problem was the information was there and the information was out there. However, the lies about what was in there kind of controlled what was the coverage. You know, the, the bill that was signed into law yesterday has been in place since December 24th and has been online. But all anybody was talking about were the death panels and the socialized medicine and all that stuff. That was like the focus of all the headlines and all the discussion. That's why President Obama kept on going on TV and saying, no, this is what is in the bill. What these people are saying is not true. What the Republicans are saying about the bill is not true. still confusing. It is. It may have been out there for a long time. It's absolutely confusing. And that's why there were so many people against it. But now that it's coming out, well, you're getting this and this and this. That's why public sentiment is turning. Well, because now that it finally got passed, we're paying attention. I think for a while, uh, for a three, four-month period, people just got burned out on it. Initially, we were kind of into it. Then when the battle between the Republicans, Democrats, Yada said this to Yada, back and forth, people turned off it and just... I think that was the mentality of the common America was it was just too much to deal with. But now that it passed, I think, Joe, people are now uh, paying attention to some of the specifics. All right. So, so here's my question for you, because I want to know how this directly affects me. And I know everything's going to work out for me when to get my act together, my life together. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about not having health insurance. OK, mm-hmm. so, uh, uh, Dave, imagine six years from now. I'm working for myself. I have my own business, okay? And my brother, who, by the way, sells health insurance, and wow. he's not really happy about this, okay? Haven't given me offers, a call. I'm a non-smoker. I'm extremely healthy. I, I do everything I possibly can to be as healthy as I can. He offers me $150 a month for health insurance. That's all I have to pay. I don't have, since I have health insurance, I don't have to pay extra. I don't have to pay another $141 extra to make up for the $3,500 a year. Is, is this what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, you're all good. Okay, do you realize that it's being portrayed out there like you have to pay $291 a month? So if you already have health insurance, you have to throw in the extra money for that. I mean, that's basically what that, that's people a are lie. telling people. That's a lie. Not true? That's not true. Ladies okay, and gentlemen. Right? So, I mean, if there is still competition, if you still have choice, if you are not forced, I know this might sound extreme, but this is the way I feel. If you're not forced by gunpoint from our government to, to give a certain amount, it does make sense. You have to have free choice in this in this country. We're one of the last countries in the world who does it. Hopefully, we can still be reasonable human beings here. Uh, it, it's just it's really important, Coach, that the foundation, the Bill of Rights, uh, the, everything that this country was founded on remains intact. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense of not being able to change laws and all that stuff, but the spirit of uh, individual liberties and be able to choose and wow. be able to do what you want with your life is extremely important to me, Coach. The man who could not only break down the Pittsburgh Xavier game from over the weekend, but also a great American patriot, Joe Redwanski. Exactly. And, and dog, you do, you, you do have a choice. You have a choice of getting, getting insurance, finding the best insurance for your needs, or paying the fine. And in, okay. so, in some cases, uh, and in a lot of cases, people are just going to choose to pay the fine rather than get the insurance. I mean, because it's, it's, uh, when it first kicks in, it'll be $95. That's it. That is your fine for not having insurance. It's going to be $95. And then it's going to go up over the next couple of years to either $695 or 2.5% of your in, yearly income, uh, whichever is higher. Okay. That, that's so, going to be and, by and, 2016. Okay. Okay. And, I mean, by then, that's all what got. Are you talking about $95 a year or a month? Believe a it's a, I, I, I believe it's a year. I believe okay, well, it's yeah, a year. Okay, well, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, seriously, but I mean, if, 
you know, if you're going to spend $95 on the fine, you can probably put a down payment on some health insurance too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people, I do, everybody should have health insurance and people should do whatever it takes. I really need to look more at this. And, but what you told me, guys, to be quite honest with you, has relieved me a little bit. As long as we still have choice, it's, it's, I feel a little bit better about the situation. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I still feel confused. I'm really not sure who to believe in this whole situation. But you guys have eased my concerns a little bit. To be honest. Well, that's what we're here to do on the radio. 888-463-6748. Out to the phone lines. We go real quick before we take our first break and get back to some sports talk. Sports guys talk health care here on Two Guys at a Mike Show. Checking in line number 19. He's been hanging on for a while. And anybody that can hang on the last eight minutes deserves our utmost ad- admiration. It's a caller, Jim, checking in. Jim, welcome to Two Guys at a Mike Show. Hey, Coach and Joel. How you doing, guys, today? Is your health- very good, Jim. Health care well, all paid up, Jim? But you don't want to hear about that. Well, actually, because uh, I'm on COBRA with my union, I'm paying per month uh-huh. to maintain my insurance for my family. Oh, but, okay. uh you know, the government's helping out a bit, plus the Board of Trustees knocked it down a little bit. So I've got a bargain right now at 134.75 a month. It's not bad. For how many a family people? of four, for four of us. Now, COBRA only lasts for so long, though, right? Right. It's, I believe, what is it, 25 months if you do not miss a payment after your last yeah, it's day like that 18, you worked there, right? It was 18. Now, they may have extended it, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're probably, I don't think they have, but, yeah. That 18 yeah, months. it was 18 months. Um I've never run out of it because work has always come back enough to get me back in on the regular plan. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, Joel, I just wanted to explain to you this, this insurance, it's kind of like if you think about auto insurance, they made it mandatory because, you know, people were out there being irresponsible, basically, by not buying insurance. And if they got in an accident, you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. So everybody <laughs> else had to pay higher. Okay. Now. Yeah. Everybody else had to pay higher rates. Because of the uninsured motorists out there, and you've got a special thing on your car insurance, uninsured motorist insurance. You know, you've got to pay extra, actually, because somebody else doesn't have it. And and, and that is the the biggest issue, and I do understand. And when I think about, Jim, that's an excellent point, because that was the first thing I thought of was the fact that you have to have insurance in order to drive a car because it's, it's, it's a privilege. It isn't a right. And other people get affected if you get hit. And basically, if you don't have health insurance, and you go to hospital, they're not going to let you die. You might not get the best treatment in the world, but you're, they're not going to let you die, which in effect causes everybody else to be affected by it. I, I mean, I do realize that these issues exist and something had to be done about it. So, Right. Well, these trauma centers, a lot of them closed because they just couldn't take the hit anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, people showing up with gun gunshot wounds and stab wounds and ODs and absolutely no insurance. Um, the county hospital is overwhelmed by the same issue. And and basically, I think what Obama's trying to say is, look, you know, you, you got all these people that the federal government is paying for uh, 100%, plus the people that don't have insurance, the people that do have insurance are paying for, because it's got to get covered somehow, $18 for an aspirin. You know, that's, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's not really necessary if enough people are into the plan. And, you know, the government is going to help people that don't make enough, and you do have a choice mm-hmm. to you know, competitively, just search around. If your brother sells health insurance and he wants to give you a policy for 50 bucks a month, that's going to be adequate. You're, you're covered. You know? Okay, good. That, that's, that's perfect. That is absolute, that's all I need to know. I have no problem. If you're forced to have some type of health insurance here, that's fine. Just as long as you have a choice of which health insurance you want. I, I'm, one of my points, I'm trying to live as healthy as I, I can. I don't smoke, do all that other stuff. So 
I don't see why I would have to pay as much as somebody who decides to drink seven days right. a week, and you, and do drugs, do heroin, wouldn't. smoke, you know what I mean? And I, 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 it wouldn't make any sense. You so. probably wouldn't, Joel. See, that's just it. And, and the other thing is with everybody having to be in the pool, these, these companies are going to try and fight for the business. So the, in theory, they're thinking that they're going to be able to lower the premiums because they want to get you. Well, you know, they want I, I to hope get these I'm groups. absolutely 100% wrong about this about this, this whole situation, Jim, because I, I, I want this to work out, okay? So, well, I, in theory, I hope you're right, too. Right. We're, we're getting dribs and drabs of it. I mean, you're talking a 2,000-page bill. It's very complicated, and they're making changes to it now. Okay. As we speak, okay. there's, there's and, changes And just to let you written. know, I am looking for work, so if you're out there, people, and you need a stab wound <laughs> or a boat removed, I can do it in Aurora, $99. $99, trust me. That's all it'll take. I got some aloe vera, I got a nice set of tweezers, and I'll wash my hands. Do you have any felony convictions, Joel? Um, no felony convictions. Everything that I have done has been a victimless crime. Okay, then... Everything. I've never, then, I've never stolen anything, nothing. The only things the I've ever census, been arrested for were when I was hurting myself, and that's it. Then the census people are looking for people. Uh, just to let you know, I already applied for the census, but I'm on the FBI watch list. <laughs> and I'm not joking. So I cannot well, that's work why the I asked US if you were convicted of a felony. And so you you, you got to understand how I'm a little bit upset at our government right now. And we had a guy on our old show, Jim. I don't know if you remember a guy named by the name of Peter Lance. He wrote Triple Cross, and he I, before yeah. he went on our show, he listened to us for like a week because he didn't want us to come on. And do you remember this interview, Coach? He said to us, you know, you guys are on the FBI watch list, and we laughed. Oh yeah, right. Well, Coach, when I when I got tried to get the job for the U.S. Census, Peter Lance was right. Okay, and that's why they would not hire me. A $20 an hour job. Jim, they, they make you take 28 questions, a 28-question test that they give you like 10 or 15 minutes to do. Okay, right. I got 27 of the 28 right. If you get 15 of the 28 right, they offer you a job. Okay, I got 27 of the 28 right. And they said no because you said some bad stuff about our government on the radio. I don't know. I, don't, I can't explain it any other way, Jim, but you're exactly right. I tried to get the U.S. Census job last November. Okay. okay. November. I, I was trying to. I was trying to get one of them management positions. And you know what the funny thing is? I can walk there from my house. I could have had a job making forty grand a year plus that I can walk to. I wouldn't need a driver's license, let alone a car. And oh no, no. I guess I'm not a good enough American for these people. So, yeah. Uh, you know, even with my union, you know, we're down at a. At a oh, it's like a safety requirement, uh, security requirement, and they ask straight out. You know, is there anybody here who's been convicted of a felony? Because if you've been convicted of a felony, you can't you can't work in these you know government facilities. You can't work in these refineries, new plants, mm-hmm. stuff like that. This one guy stands up. He says, "Well, I just got out of jail for killing my wife. Does that mean I can't get a job?" <laughs> I mean, they do search, and and I think driver's license and credit card requirements now is almost everything. They're all looking. They're checking your uh, your credit background. Oh yeah, and and trust me, <laughs> my credit background gets worse every single day that I can't get a job. It's it's just it's a spiral, okay. Yeah. I got I got roommates yelling at me because I got a DUI uh, two years ago last night, and I'm like, and then this morning I get this news because of that. I mean, seriously, I, I'm about to snap, fellas. I, I'm 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 at like you know, coach. You said on the on the ledge or over the edge. Uh-huh. Right now I'm teeter tottering right now, so yeah. I've got to figure this stuff out. I mean, <laughs> listen, how many be, more people can pile on me right now? Used to be one so, of the uh, uh, games we would play on our radio show: on the ledge or over the edge. 
Well, hey, coach, I didn't know I was going to be a participant in that freaking in that freaking game. To well, be we've got we got twenty eight joking about other people. We got twenty seven minutes. To, I didn't know it was going to be like this for me. Wait, take it easy. We got twenty seven minutes to get you in off the ledge and walk in back out uh, inside, and, and then after that you're on your own. But we got twenty seven minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Big dog and the coach. Hey, Jimmy, great call. We appreciate you checking in on the healthcare. Thanks, uh, okay, you. be good out there, Jim. Checking in. Sports guys talk healthcare. We're going to get to sports guys talk uh, sports. Just for a change of pace, we'll take a quick break. Our phone lines are open. A little March Madness talk, and also the NFL has made a uh, rule change. And it's been a long time coming. 888-463-6748. Two guys, one mic, back in about 45 seconds. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888-GO-FOR-IT once again here's the coach John Cone and the big dog Joe Radwanski on TalkZone.com and we are indeed back two guys and a mic beautiful Wednesday here our show of course emanating out of the fine city of Chicago big dog and the coach at your service producer extraordinaire David Olson right out of the dentist chair back into the production chair uh, how many cavities David Zero. 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 Nice. So that's a man who flosses on a regular basis. No. Ever? Not. You've never? Did you ever have one, Dave? Uh, I had a cavity under the bands in my braces when I was about 15. You should be ashamed wow. of yourself. But no, well, a, I've never had one either. It's, it's, I, I don't know how I haven't, because when I was a kid, I was a sugar junkie. So I, I, and I didn't brush all that much. I don't know how I made it this far. Typical so. teenage excuse. I've heard that one before. The old cavity under the bands of my braces excuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, this was this was just a, a cleaning, but it was like a extreme cleaning because I hadn't seen mm-hmm. the dentist in like seven years. So, oh, so oh, I can't. Yeah, you it's probably like for me. You, when I go in, they're going to have a jackhammer. I think. <laughs> oh my God, it was brutal. It was brutal. They're, Joel, Joel, they're going to have a search and destroy mission. Yeah, they're, they're going to go in. They're going to be like, I, I, we're going to have to get new equipment for this guy. So. <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Well, we appreciate Dave making the trip back. David Olson, our producer, Randy Myers helping out. Big dog. Let's talk a little uh, March Madness college basketball. I do want to get into that NFL rule change also, but. Uh, Real quick, before we get into the guys that we have to mention, the women's NCAA tournament and the amazing Connecticut team, they've advanced to the Sweet 16. They've won 74 games in a row over a – is that a two-year or three-year period? It's Well, you play like 30 games a year, so like it might 35 be. games a year. So I would say the last time they lost was the NCAA tournament in 08, Coach, because they didn't win the mm-hmm. 08 championship, did they? I think it must have been in the tournament was the last time they lost because you know they, they, you play about thirty seven games a year. Yeah, if you advance to the championship, you pick up that many games in the tournament. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking, and I don't I don't remember who won the women's uh, tourney in 08. I know Connecticut won last year, mm-hmm. 
so I, I think, yeah, their last loss, but I mean, you're talking 30, 75 games is two full seasons of winning every game. By the way, they beat Temple yesterday uh, to get to the Sweet 16. I don't know anything about the Temple women's team, but I'm going to assume if they're in the round of 32, they're a pretty good team. Final score, 90-36. to 36. What? 90-36, to 36, Connecticut is on a mission. By the way, Notre Dame women's team uh, has advanced to the Sweet 16 as well. Coach, uh, just, that's awesome. Notre Dame, uh, a great women's program. Just, mm-hmm. just thinking, you're at halftime, and you're facing a team that at this point has 73 consecutive wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the halftime score is, but we'll say it was 45-18 to because that's half of 90-36. to uh, 36. What do you, You're a coach. What do you say to those girls? Listen, you're going to lose. Just go out there and play like a zero-zero. Have some fun, especially for the would be... this is your last half of basketball. Or do you try to say, "Hey, don't give up. We still have a chance to win." No, I think at that point, I'd be if I'm playing Connecticut down twenty-five at half. I think at that point, you're talking about all right now. At the banquet in a couple of weeks, make sure you invite your parents. Remember, brothers and sisters are not invited because of time constraints. <laughs> Keep up your grades because if you don't, you won't be academically eligible next year. And I'm making a recruiting visit. Uh, we got a couple of players coming next year. That would be my halftime speech. Understand, coach. It would be excellent. That would be excellent. Seriously, I, I would. <laughs> oh, and I forgot. Se- Mom, you gotta, you know, make sure to get the bank, be in the bank yeah. on time. And don't forget to thank the seniors for their four years of wonderful service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you, I mean, do you, would you really do that, or do you, no. you at least go out there and try to come up with a game plan to make a run in the first four minutes? Like, we're just going to bomb a bunch of threes, cross our fingers, close our eyes, and just pray that. You know, with with 15 minutes left in the game, we're within mm-hmm. 10. You know, I mean, you, you don't even do that. Yeah, you could you could bring out a lot of the old coaching cliches. You know, forget about the score right now. We just got to play solid basketball. Let's try to get the game back into a single digits if we can. Uh, let's see if we can win the second half. You know, things like that. Typical coaching cliches. And, and, but... and you know, the funny thing is, we're talking about how the coach at Temple, who's down 27 at halftime, what they're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Ariyama and Ariyama, whatever, in the other room is screaming at Maya Moore because she didn't box out. You know, with eight minutes to go in, in the first half, and that when they were up 30. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, that guy is relentless. He will not stop. He just keeps pounding you. He will not let a team up. That's yeah. uh, the guy's cutthroat. He he's as close to. Uh, like a dictator and just cutthroat slime ball coach that you ever have. And he's in women's sports. You know, he's the epitome of uh, like the snake oil salesman of men's sports and the guys in the women's sports. So. Can't, 74 wins in a row and a, more than a few national championships. And for the most part, I don't think his players get in trouble. So they've nope. stayed out of controversy. So he may be a little oh. obnoxious. but uh, I, I'm not ripping him. I'm just saying yeah. his particular style. You know, mm-hmm. you, is more yes. of a men's style for how hard-nosed and yep. basically. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't love and respect and give the tough love to his players that they need. I'm not, I'm not ripping his style, whatever, Coach, because that's the type of coach I've always wanted to play for, the ones that, you know, took no crap and, and forced you to mm-hmm. get better. But yeah, he, it, 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 I don't know, maybe – more women like, respond to that than men do nowadays. Do not, that's what it is because men, men athletes tend to be prima donnas, Coach. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff handed to them because, you know, agents or their buddies and the entourage think they're going to be able to make money off mm-hmm. them so they get pampered. And, you yeah, know, one so could argue the women star athletes now are pretty much like the star collegiate athletes were 30 years ago. Yeah, they're, where they're they just, got a little bit pampered, but yeah. everybody didn't bow down to them just because mm-hmm. they were on the basketball team. Yeah, and now they're on the AAU circuit, and, you know, they got big names. Their names are in the paper at the age of 13. By the time they're a college sophomore at the age of 20, been there, done that. Coach, don't tell me I'm going to the NBA in a year. So, uh, yeah, the women's game maybe is that far behind. That's what uh, 
a team like Connecticut is probably the level of a team like Kentucky or UCLA back in the 1970s. Yeah, and uh, but the, the thing is, is, even though it was proven that the UCLA players are getting paid, I still don't think they're paying women players. UCLA players were getting paid. You know that, Coach. No. John Wooden didn't know anything about it, and it, it's disgusting when he talks about it. Not at UCLA. The big, the big fat dude. That was the that owned the car lot. That was mm-hmm. paying uh, Walton and Jabal, all those guys. Mm-hmm. It's a, if you if you see the John Wooden story, which by the way, it's an HBO special, and it's almost as good as the Bird Magic thing. Who who plays the part of Johnny Wooden? Uh, believe it or not, coach, he is an excellent actor. He played himself in it, John, really? and he was himself the whole time. It was it was a, a startling performance, to be quite honest with you. The man's magic, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he yeah even like you say, it's like this pure the purest. Basketball coach is maybe one of the best Americans in the history of American coaching. I, John Wooden is a god to me, coach. He's a saint. Seriously, mm-hmm. he's a walking saint. I'm with you. Uh, you know, they, and, they and, often and ask the question. He had to could... deal with uh, the dregs of society when he was coaching at UCLA. So, I, I, I've never heard that the UCLA players back in their dynasty of, what, 9 out of 10 national championship. Yeah, I haven't heard the 12. story that the players were getting paid. I always thought it was a pretty clean program. But I'm right with you as far as respecting Johnny Wooden. You know, the old... Uh, Story, if you could only, if you could sit down to dinner, you know, with three people, or you had five people over, who would those five be? Johnny Wooden would be in my uh, team picture for people that I would want I, to. I um, couldn't agree more, Coach. Yeah. I, if there's the, the Wizard of Westwood, if there was anybody that I, that I really would want to meet, it's him. Any living person right now on the planet, I think I'd rather meet John Wooden than anybody. I, he, I don't know. He's, I go Johnny Wooden, Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, and Sandra Bullock. That's my dinner table. Uh, By the I way, would, I'm sitting uh, next to Sandra Bullock. Mandela, uh, Sandra Bullock conversation would be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little worried Nelson in his later years might get a little frisky with uh, Sandra. So it would be Nelson and Wooden on the other side, me and Sandra on one side. And we'd let Martin Luther King sit at the head of the table and uh, we'd give him the check. That's uh, that, that's a pretty good table you got there, Coach. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. It could be all. worse. It could be worse. We could break bread with that particular crew. All right. Yeah, I, I oh. want John Wooden and Rand. Who? And Ronald Reagan. Who was the second person? Anne Rand is a woman. She wrote, uh, she's a philosopher. She came up with objectivism. Uh, Anne Rand. Anne Rand. I think, Rand. I think was, I, how old is she? I think I dated an Anne Rand back in the well, day. Well, she, she died in, in 1981. That counts uh, me out. She was in her late 70s. And, Coach, the woman uh, is just remarkable. <laughs> she, she was born in Russia. She hated socialism. So she left, walked across the country, got out by herself, came to America, didn't know how to speak any English. And by the end of her life, she was one of the greatest authors in the history of our country. Overrated. Overrated. And I got to say, if you're really starting to irritate me with, uh, with, with uh, bombarding my choice for who's going to sit at my table. <laughs> the only problem is she smokes, so she's we're gonna she's going to have to sit by the window, Coach. <laughs> Make sure you got good ventilation, huh? Oh, absolutely. Between her smoking and your gas, I don't know if the other two people. Who are the other two people, Martin Luther King and John Wooden? No, uh, uh, Double R, Ronald Reagan, and because oh. uh, seriously, I, I, I want to talk to a guy who was able to convince the American people that he should be president after he did the movie Bedtime for Bonzo. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, if you could do that movie and they still watch it, I got to find out. He's that magic coach. So I, I never do that. Never quite thought of it that way, but uh, that is that is a tremendous sign of respect. If he can pull that twosome off, he can do just about anything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Uh, like, uh, one other note before we get to the March Madness, too, is the NIT is going on. They're down to the final eight teams. I think uh, North Carolina and Mississippi, maybe, 
Both have advanced to the Final Four, but uh, your very own Fighting Illini, Illinois, playing against Dayton tonight for the right to go to the Final Four, and I believe... Did they change it? Final Four at Madison Square Garden or just the champ? Might be just the championship. No, no, it's the Final Four. You sure? They, they, I, I'm pretty sure they put the Final Four there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Yeah. Okay, I don't know, Coach. I, but it's, I, I don't remember them changing it. And it, it's mm-hmm. been the Final Four forever, so I, I'm assuming it's in the same spot. All right, you're fighting Illini, taking on Brian Gregory and the Dayton Flyers. Actually, uh, if you can get away from your NCAA buzz, not a bad matchup. It looks like the Fighting Illini are uh, interested once again, Big Duck. Yeah, it, it's one of those bittersweet things. I'm really glad that they're that they're playing hard and and they're they're trying to get better because hopefully they can take that next step next year with some of the confidence that they're gaining there. I think that, to be honest with you, the most important part of Illinois' visit to the NIT, and this might sound kind of weak, but as an Illinois fan, I, I will admit sometimes Illinois fans bother me, and they can be a little bandwagonish when they had the home game against Kent the other night. Uh, the crowd was rocking; they were into it; they were having a good time. And I was just happy that the Illinois fans supported their team, even though they're not in the big tournament. Mm-hmm. I think there was like 10,000 fans showing up at the Assembly Hall. Not bad. They're home again tonight. I'm looking at my brackets here. I don't know. It says championship. Madison Square Garden, April 1st. We're going to have to find out if the semifinals are there or not. Not all that important. The NIT, it's right there for you. But uh, starting tomorrow, Big Dog, we got to crank it back up. 64 teams started last weekend. It was an awesome, awesome first couple of days of the tournament. I don't know if we can match it. In the Sweet 16, are you worried a little bit that um, you look at the teams and the matchups? I think the answer is no. But are you worried maybe there's a little basketball burnout that the teams cannot rise to the level they did the last weekend and the games coming up maybe not as exciting? Coaches, to ask me a question about the things I'm worried about now, if it doesn't involve me eating and paying a mortgage, no, I'm not worried about anything. <laughs> and to ask the question like a normal human being and talk show host, I would say no, it's a Sweet 16. All these teams, 16 teams believe they can win the national title right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even St. Mary's, even Butler. The way they played, they, these teams actually believe they can still get it done. So, no, there will be no basketball burnout okay. with the fans, with the coaches, with the players. See, I'm not, uh, I, let's I, get it on. I mean, there's four games left for, for one team, and if somebody's going to go 4-0, and and their lives will be different th- forever. Mm-hmm. You don't think uh, everybody got so jacked up, so excited, and those games were so exciting that obviously they're going to go out and play tomorrow and Friday, and they're big, huge games, and they're going to play to win. But you know how sometimes it's hard to um, recreate the magic and to get okay, the, well, to get to that about, level. Well, Syracuse and Kentucky and and Kansas State have played a bunch of blowouts, so maybe they're the ones that are going to play the good mm-hmm. games this particular weekend. All right, and okay. um, let's talk about a few of the games I don't think we got to yesterday, uh, particularly the South. Region. One of them was Duke against Purdue. It's hard for a number one seed to fly under the radar, Big Dog, but they have a little bit. Not many people talking about Duke. Uh, they're coming around. Of course, Purdue, we knew, no lost their best player, and here they are advancing to the Sweet 16. They're a dangerous team, too, but pretty good matchup. I'm assuming you think Duke will um, survive in advance? Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I do like Duke in this particular game, and I think, Coach, the reason why the Dukies, which is kind of rare for Duke, is are not getting the love that they typically do is because they don't have lottery picks. You know, right. Kyle Singler might be able to make it in the NBA. Uh, you know, John Shire could be like an 11th guy off somebody's bench to hit a three-point shot. You know, but they don't have like like the Elton Brands and the Jason Williams like they typically do. And, uh, and when you have pro prospects, people tend to like you a little mm-hmm. bit more even though that doesn't make any difference when you're playing college basketball. Two can play NCAA-style basketball the best for 40 minutes, and that's all that really matters. 
that's why they're flying under, flying under the radar yeah, right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They don't like some other Duke teams. They don't have that sex appeal, that real flashy highlight reel type play. But mm-hmm. uh, nevertheless, they had a heck of a season number one seed. You win the ACC. You win the ACC tournament. You're doing something right. Heck, and, yeah. Oh, I'm not downplaying Duke whatsoever. Yeah. It's just the people sometimes forget there's a difference between potential and what you are as a team at that particular mm-hmm. moment. And Coach K has got these guys really, really playing uh, good basketball. And we all know potential comes from a French derivative word, which means? Uh, you ain't worth a damn yet. <laughs> <laughs> all I do is set it up and you spike it, Big Dog. That's part of the show here. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Final Coach, game we didn't setup. talk about yesterday. And, uh, by the way, I will be going uh, tomorrow, Friday, and Monday. I'm headed down to St. Louis to cover the uh, Tournament for the TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic show. You're, not, you're going down to, to St. Louis to cover your plate in barbecue chicken, okay, <laughs> and, and barbecue ribs. But let's be honest, you're not going to cover any type of NCAA tournament. For let, let us not forget the late-night visit to Ted's Custard Stand. Oh, it's, I haven't gone to that. A, a good custard, huh? A St. Louis tradition. You never heard of Ted's Custard Stand? Uh, is it, I've heard of Custard's last stand. No, no. This is custard. It's Ted's longtime tradition in St. Louis. Much better in the summertime when it's hot out, but this is one of these outdoor, you hang out ice cream places, and they probably got like 18 lines, 18 windows. And I remember the couple times we've been in St. Louis and we've gone there, there's like each line is about 15, 20 people deep. It's a St. Louis tradition. Do they run it like the soup Nazi? Do they, uh, <laughs> you know, is it like that? Like you can't mess up your order or else you have to go back to the end of the line? No, last time I remember uh, that the, the employees at Ted's Custard stand pretty uh, pretty friendly. The people are a little bit more happy dishing out uh, ice cream than they are swilling out soup. Yes. Yes, just don't order the uh, the pecan flavor. You can get in trouble, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> All right. Where were we? How did we get to St. Louis? Oh, next game on the docket. Now, I, I was going to mention I would be gone Thursday, Friday, Monday. The young kid, the young butt, the confident one, Jordan Burnfield, will be sitting in all three days. Hopefully, Big Dog, you'll be able to join him for one of the days. And I think Mark Carmen, WGN's very own, although not for so long, WGN's very own, Mark Carmen will be sitting in on Friday as well. Uh, what do you mean, not for so long? Talk to you after the show. Okay. <laughs> All right, Baylor taking on St. Mary's. St. Mary's, one of the true Cinderellas of the tournament. Baylor, another team flying under the radar. Sweet 16 matchup, and I said this about St. Mary's uh, back on Friday's show. After watching them play, I watched them play for about 15 minutes, Big Duff. First time all season, first game of the tournament, and I said, you know what? These guys aren't Cinderella. They're really, really good. I think St. Mary's could go to the Final Four. Uh, yeah, it's hard to call somebody uh, Cinderella when they've got a, a seven-footer who can block shots in the middle of the and, lane. And his name, name Omar is Omar Shamhan. Shamhan, whatever his name is. His name is Omar. He's got you know jacked-up teeth, but one thing he doesn't have is a jacked-up projection ability. But, you know, if you if you got a seven-footer, it's hard to call somebody uh, you know a good seven-footer. Mm-hmm. It's hard to call somebody Cinderella coach. Yeah, he's got skill. Got a nice mm-hmm. soft touch around the basket. He can block shots. He can. Uh... He you know. catches the ball. Yes. Really, I mean, that might sound kind of stupid, but he has the ability to, like, make athletic catches where he's right next to the hoop and just lay it in. You know, like every big man should do, Mike Tisdale. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so are you are you with me now? Do you think St. Mary's can make the run, or does it end uh, here against pretty good Baylor team, by the way? Baylor's big. No, yeah, Baylor is big, and Baylor has lottery pros- uh, prospects also. Uh, Coach, I I'm going to join everybody else on this particular bandwagon, and I'm going to be rooting my butt off for uh, St. Mary's. It'd be really cool. But you know what? The Baylor story is also really good. They might not be the small school like St. Mary's is, but they've gone through 
a lot of turmoil in that particular uh, uh, basketball program. And, and, and Scott Drew has turned it around. It's nothing but positive now. So it's one of those win-win situations. You either get Cinderella or a, a big school that's never really been there and, and are doing everything right. Mm-hmm. Eka Uda, their big center and one of the best names in the tournament. There's a lot of good names, by the way, but Lace Darius Dunn, their star guard. I love the name Lace Darius. Oh, no, he, he isn't a star guard, so he's, he's, more, he's like a 6'11 wingman. No, he's not. He's not 6'11. He's gigantic. Lace Darius Dunn? Oh, he's pretty big, though. He's big. So... Maybe not 6'11". He just mm-hmm. he plays like he's 6'11". Well, I'll say that much. He's more like, uh, I would liken him a little bit to Evan Turner of Ohio State, who's 6'7", but he can still take the ball on the perimeter and take the ball to the basket. He can face the basket. But I don't think he's, he's more like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Definite okay. NBA prospect, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. By the way, you ready for this? Are you, are you a Chicago Bulls fan? Uh, Coach, I bleed every single team in the city of Chicago, except for the one that rhymes with Chicago loves as of right now. Uh, okay. Well, I heard a rumor and a rumor only, and the person who told me the rumor said it's only a rumor, but it's the old heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who was sitting next to someone who was an agent at a Bulls game. And, and he Larry said, Brown is coming to the Bulls next year as our coach. He said, guaranteed, lockstep, it's already done. This were his words. Are you ready? You're sitting down. Chicago Bulls fans, take it easy. You might want to sit down before I tell you this again. This is heard it from a friend who heard They're it from a friend. They're going to extend Gennaro Pargo's contract. <laughs> it's not quite that exciting. Uh, LeBron James, done deal, coming to the Bulls next year. Chris Bosh, done deal. Bosh and James have talked. They're both going to be coming to the Chicago Bulls. Okay, uh, Coach, I just want to let you know I, I don't believe that whatsoever. Heard it's it a lie, but it's just tell your friend thank you for the fodder. And why didn't you leave the show with that? <laughs> we're leaving. We're getting off the air right now. LeBron James and Chris Bosh coming to the United Center, and rumor. you decide to tell us this now. Rumor so that- only. Rumor only. Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend, but that's uh, this person apparently very confidently said, you know, it's, it's not going to come out now. It won't come out until everything's done. But it's a done deal. Both LeBron and Bosh coming to the Bulls. Okay, so <laughs> please don't tease me like this. Okay, and by the way, I have no problem with rumor and innuendo, yes. because if it wasn't for rumor and innuendo, I would never get a woman. Okay, so I, I have no problem with that. You can give me as many rumors as you possibly could, mm-hmm. Coach. Watch out in the uh, Kentucky Derby coming up in 39 days. One of the top horses to watch out for, rumor and innuendo. <laughs> and it's rumor and innuendo on the inside. Uh, it's pretty good, Coach. I well, like that. Running out of the eighth post position, he's right next to uh, the female horse, which is, uh, I believe, named I've Got a Headache. Now, anyhow, you know what am I? But that is a true story. Someone told me that, and uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition. I would doubt it, but hey, you never know. Real quick, big dog, uh, I will break down the Sweet 16 a little bit more tomorrow. I'll be checking in from St. Louis, giving you some of the results of the games too. But the NFL, the league that you love so much, the National Football League, I think passed a rule. The owners, I think only four owners voted against it, so something like 28 to four, and they uh, changed the overtime rule. But oddly. They did it just for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I have no problem having uh, a slightly different overtime for the playoffs as opposed to a regular season game because if you quote-unquote get jobbed in the regular season, I, I'm not going to cry for you because you had 15 other games where you could have uh, made up for not getting the ball you know, in overtime and the other team scored right away and you know, with a field goal. Uh, but it, it, uh, I do like the – 
just tweaking. The overtime rules for the playoffs are a little bit more fair, Coach. They are fair. I'm glad they're doing it. I'm 100% behind this. I totally support it. Mm-hmm. They're leaving special teams in the game. They're leaving, um, you know, they're leaving. It's, it's like a real football game still, you know, and, well, it's just and, and they're forcing teams to actually win the game and not play to lose. And, and if, you know, and if what happened last year, that horrible pass interference call on, uh, uh, against the Vikings where mm-hmm. Dave Thomas tripped and then they get put in field goal position, a team won't lose a playoff game because mm-hmm. of that. They, they'll still have a chance. Yeah, I've been arguing for years, and I would—I don't know why they just did it for the playoffs. Maybe they want to take one step into the water before they dive in. But it's just uh, in professional sports, I can't think of a sillier rule where you battle so hard for you know for three hours. Of course, only forty-five minutes of it is uh-huh. actual football. The other two hours is pregame, postgame, halftime, and commercials. But you battle so hard for so long. One team wins a coin flip, and they gain—you uh, know—maybe one first down. One bad call, and you bring in some guy from Brazil, and he kicks a 58-yard game-winning field goal. Game over. Without the other team having to respond. They're carrying some foreigner off the field. And some guy that's been playing football his whole life is sitting on the sidelines, never even got a chance yes. to you know, fling the ball around. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So now at least, and, and the rule, just for those that haven't heard, will be, uh, first of all, if a team wins the coin flip and they get a touchdown, they the, win. the game is over. And I have no problem with that. You, you I do. You be able to stop a team from getting in your end zone. Well, again. 35-yard pass down the field, bad call, balls at the 14-yard line, you know, a quick little handoff, the guy scoots in the end zone, touchdown. Let's say it's a high-scoring game. Neither defense can stop the other team. One team wins the coin flip, they get a bad penalty call, they get a touchdown pass. You know the other team could respond. No, game over. So I, I'm still not a big fan of that. It's better, but I'm still not a big fan. That I'm not concerned about because if you consider the highest-scoring playoff game I think I've ever seen, which was – Arizona versus um, who did Arizona beat? Oh, the Packers. It was forty-two, forty-two. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a defensive touchdown that won the game. So I, I do realize that there, if somebody scores a touchdown on the initial drive, there might be some people who don't think it's fair because both teams mm-hmm. don't get it. But I, I, it's definitely better than what it was, right. and I, I don't have any problem with that because even if you do get that bad call, the point of the matter, you still have to get in the end zone, and that's a lot more difficult. Than you know, having you know a five foot eight guy kick a fifty yard field goal. We got to wrap up today's show, Big Dog. The Novocaine apparently is wearing off with producer David Olson. The smile on his face, he's starting to feel the pain. He's giving me the rodeo sign. It's time to wrap it up. Dog, great job as always. Best of luck both uh, on the field and off the field, if you know what I mean. Uh, coach, things are going to start getting better for me too. Hang in there, dog. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow at ten o'clock. Talkzone.com.